Welcome to Force Lore Comics, your weekly update to the Star Wars universe as depicted in the Marvel comic books. Join your hosts Jim and Tim as they recap the releases of the previous week. For more in-depth talks about Star Wars, Jim and Tim can also be found on Our Certain Point of View, a Star Wars and Mandalorian podcast. Force Lore Comics and Our Certain Point of View are fan-based podcasts and have no affiliations with Disney, Lucasfilm, Marvel, or any of their subsidiaries. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Force Lore Force Comics from comic, Our comic, Certain comic. Point of View. I'm Tim. I am Jim. Where right. did you send that file, Tim, since we're doing this together? I didn't I didn't send it. I sent it last okay, time. Okay, fine. Like I said, I'm like a Sunday morning. What are yeah. we doing today? What is it this? Should be, uh, it should be the last file that was sent through through Our Certain View. Um, yeah. From, from the I'll Force figure it out. So, uh, we are here to talk about Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha. Um, And this is the first prelude book. This issue is called Precious Cargo. This is the first prelude book to the crossover series happening in the Star Wars book starting with this week. Or, well, this one came out last week. Um, Starting with this book for War of the Bounty Hunters. And we are... We've got Han Solo frozen in carbonite, and yeah, uh, everybody wants to know what's happening with that. And as much as some of the movies sometimes make it seem like a quick zip A to B to, you know, make a delivery of a of a person in carbonite, um, no, nope. wasn't quite that easy this time. So that's nope. what we found out. Uh, Star Wars: World Bounty Hunter. So before that, uh, we're going to talk about a couple of pieces. One. First, um, what? <laughs> I just did the worst thing. I took yeah. a bite. So, ladies and gentlemen, today <laughs> but, is... But, but, my quick... Oh, you were going there. Never mind, go. <laughs> today is May the 12th. Yay! Um, so, last week on May 5th is when this book was released. And uh, it's uh, it's some good stuff. So, of course, we want to... Uh, we always want to give our shout-out to... Uh, I don't know if we really... Need to give Gordon yeah, a shout out because uh, well, Arden did do a me, specific. Well, I'll get yeah, to him yeah, intro, yeah. but uh, all right, let's talk about Arden first. So Arden, that guy, that guy, um, is the creator of the sounds that you hear at the beginning end of this podcast and the beginning and end of the podcast hour. Certain point of view, um, our I'm regular Jim. episodes. They're different sounds, but they're. Uh, you know, yeah, Arden did the, he made the music, engineered it, wrote it, wrote it all that stuff. And what and I was going to say us. was our typical shout out to Gordon is oh, I love that guy. completely, completely unnecessary. You know why? Mm-hmm. Tell me. Well, let's Explain listen to, to why. Hey, this is Gordon from the Riff Radio Show podcast, a radio show dedicated to the music of Generation X. We release a new show every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and we play music from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we take your requests. And unlike the old days when you had to wait forever to get your request on your favorite radio show, I always put your requests on our Saturday morning all-request episode. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes of any episode and request a song. The Riff is only available on Spotify, so head on over today and subscribe. The Riff, only on Spotify. So, that's really the reason I was talking. You know, that was uh, Gordon right there talking about the Riff Radio Podcast. It's awesome. Yeah. Did you happen to catch him yesterday? I didn't listen to it yesterday. 
Um, well, I got to tell you something. On Tuesday, May 11th, they uh, they released an edition called Jim's Corner, and I'm Jim. And I started out to do a history of uh, punk. Now, like a couple weeks ago, I did um, a history of what is the first rock and roll song. It turned out to be a fairly, it was, you know, easy history lesson, uh, nice history lesson. The history of punk is so much more difficult that... <laughs> yeah, I got like from 1965 to 1980, and I had to call it. I'm like, it, and then 80 is when it really starts. Anyway, if you're curious about the history of punk, there's a great show called The Riff, only on Spotify. That's right. So, um, other news, I don't think that I had a whole lot of news to announce yet. Um, we'll do our big news talk on Friday, but again, um, unless something happens between now and then, I don't have a whole lot to talk about. Um, I will say for anybody who's searching comic books and was you know found us that way, um, our typical podcast is uh, our certain point of view is, is this podcast, but our regular episodes are usually Friday night. And uh, those Friday night episodes right now, we're talking about uh, Bad Batch episodes. Yeah. And uh, not quite recapping, but we are we're reviewing and analyzing those episodes and, and just kind of going through, having some fun with that. And we're going to add some... Uh, we're going to add some extra extra spice to those episodes uh, soon. We're working out some ways to, to talk about those, but also add in some of our normal hijinks, because we are, we're living the Bad Batch for, uh, for quite some time. Well, um, yeah, not only that, but one of the coolest things about Bad Batch, uh, anything Dave Filoni touches, or John Favreau for that matter, um, it just expands... The Star Wars universe in a way that makes the continuity so perfect. Um, I have news. So Bad Batch is just yet another piece of evidence that everything Filoni touches. It, he is one of us, as I've said on our other podcasts. He is a Star Wars fan, except for more talented than most of us. Given the reins of Star Wars in many arenas, and wow, yeah. So, yeah, we definitely talk about Bad Batch. Yeah, go find out there. Um, I have news. Tell me your news. It's going to impact our countdowns that we typically do on our on the, our certain point of view. I'm Jim. That's right. Uh, Star Wars Celebration <laughs> Anaheim. Listed for oh, August but... 18th to August 21st, yeah. 2022. You heard of it? Uh, 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 which part? Anaheim, California, August? Which part? All of it. Celebration. I've heard yeah. of all of these things. Um, it is no longer going to take place from August 18th to August 21st. It is now going what? to be May 26th through May 29th, 2022. Um, they're actually what? moving it up to May. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a little worrisome there. It was like, oh no, it's getting pushed back even farther. It's going to be the 23, but no, it's not. It's May 26th to 29th, 2022. Um, Current ticket, holder, ticket holders that wish to keep their existing tickets will have their order automatically transferred. If a ticket holder wishes to request a refund, they what can about do my so plane tickets? before 2021. Uh, I think you're still far enough out that you can request. A... <laughs> I don't even know. If you, can you buy yeah, a plane ticket I already for got my plane tickets. in August? Yeah. But, but wait a minute. We were going to take a U-Haul and rebuild it to look like the Millennium Falcon inside. Well, now we have less time to do that. Yeah, we do. Um, but we can, we we can still do it. So that we is. We gotta buy one first. That's the news that I've got. I don't think I have any other. Um, honestly, I don't think I have any other news this week. I already did my shameless self-promotion. So that you did. Um, 
Yeah, everything I <laughs> everything I got is mostly for our well, is entirely for our certain point of view because Bad Batch related. Yeah, because here we're we're here to talk about a. Is he a Mandalorian? Um, f- I will. Let's say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready to launch, or do you got other uh, business to get out of the way? Um, yeah, let's talk about uh, let's do some meta here. This book was written by again. This is War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha. This is the first Prelude book. Actually, um, let me do that real quick while we're while we're here. What's going on in the Star Wars comic book universe? Um, yeah. First of all, we have the High Republic series. Now, the High Republic series is running 200-plus years before the events of uh, Phantom Menace. So that has nothing to do with any of the other books. And it con- it's concurrent with the novel series that's being released. And it's running with those co- novel series. All of yep. the other comic book series that are out right now, Star Wars, Darth Vader, Bounty Hunters, Dr. Aphra, <clears throat> and War of the Bounty Hunters, which is the, the new pieces that they're running, these are all going to be um, part of this War of the Bounty Hunters crossover series. So this is yeah. running from now through October. Yeah. Now through October. Um, they're a collection of one of, uh, of one-shot, one-off comic books um, happening in here, uh, which is pretty cool to, to see as they're coming. Um, there's an IG-88 book. There's a, a, a Boosh. I don't know how to pronounce his name. There's a Forlom and Zuckus book. I know you'll be excited about that one. Uh, so there's a lot of different yeah. stuff coming out here. This is running all the way through October. So we've talked about War of the Bounty Hunters. I, I mean, it looks like right up until November, um, which is going to handle that. Which yeah, my, well, yeah. <clears throat> War of the Bounty Hunters is going to end right before November. The Book of Boba Fett is going to come out in December. So you know. Some things might be coincidence, but, you know, I'm thinking not. So that's what's going on now. The rest of this month, all of May, is Prelude Books. So each of the issues is coming out, but they're all kind of coming out with a how are our different characters from the different places getting involved in in this, what what is going to be this War of the Bounty Hunters. Um, So that's what's happening now. And this is the Alpha Book. This is the first. This is the start. This is where we're at. This was written by Charles Soule. Um, Charles Soule's done quite a few things for uh, for Star Wars recently, um, so he is one of our current big writers. Uh, illustrated by Steve Steve McNiven, uh, who did another. Um, I think he worked with a regular Star Wars series at the beginning of that book, um, illustrating. And the colorist is Laura Martin, who's done quite a few things. Interestingly enough, the cover art was by those two as well. And I say this was interestingly enough because typically our cover arts are being done by different artists. And in yeah. this case, the um, illustrator and colorist did this cover. And this cover is beautiful. Um, I, I love know some it. people yeah. like variant covers. I don't even care what the variant covers are. This thing is perfect. It's perfect. If you like Boba Fett, and let's admit it, I mean, what, what made Boba Fett Boba Fett is just people felt in love with his appearance. You know, way back in the day, we only saw him for a few seconds in Empire Strikes Back, and next thing you know, the guy's like one of the most iconic Star Wars characters ever. That's right. And uh, yeah, this cover hey, uh, really uh, pineapple was... there though. Well, I uh, very rudely cut Jim off there because, um, well, to be honest, I heard some noises through my microphone that sounded like um, 
we were having some audio difficulties. One of our mics was scratching or something, and I paused us, and, well, I'd like to hear what Jim has to say about the iconic Bubba Fett that we were introduced to in 1980. 1980, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, so just seeing him for a few seconds, like I said, uh, spawned... You know, I had his action figure, the original Kenner action figure and all that stuff, and everyone was just all about this this uh, masked wonder. Well, the title, the cover, <laughs> that's what the word I was trying to think of, the cover page just is a sweet action image of Boba Fett, so it rem- makes you remember why you fell in love with the iconic Mandalorian armor to begin with. It really is cool. And it's also, it's cool because it's, it's like... Sometimes they go for like a photorealistic kind of, uh, you know, cover art, like especially painted cover art, or sometimes they go the other way and they go with almost like a computer generated look. This is like some sort of weird in between. I mean, it's clearly hand drawn type look to it. Um, it's just, it's just really well done. It's gorgeous. It is. That's, that's absolutely right. Um, and speaking of gorgeous. Hey everybody, I get this question a lot, so I'm going to go ahead and answer it right now. Uh, what is Sci-Fi Super Show? Well, science, it's science fiction, superheroes, some fantasy stuff. Basically contents from movies, TV, books, comic books. If you have a topic or an idea you think we should cover in the podcast, or you see something cool online you want to share with some like-minded friends, then uh, come on down to Sci-Fi Super Show on Facebook. Check us out. Now, was that gorgeous or was that gorgeous? That that's pure beauty. Yeah. Anything Papa Bear touches, that's right, is gorgeous. Um, so that was a Sci-Fi Super Show, and uh, I apologize for having two multiple two uh, two breaks there right in a row. One was a technical difficulty, and the other, well, honestly, I didn't want to break up the rest of the show because uh, I want to talk about this. I got to tell you something right now. I am so excited about this series. This War of the Bounty Hunters that is about to begin. I'm I'm really excited to see what they do. This is taking, I mean, for any of the original trilogy fans, anybody who has, and I've said this about these books in general, anybody who's truly been, um, that didn't like the prequels, that doesn't like the sequels, that whatever, and that's fine. If you do or don't, we're not here to tell you what to like. But if you are an original trilogy fan, I really think these books are going to do something for you. Um absolutely it's it's definitely yeah, a lot of fun we, it's got all the good artwork it feels like old star wars it is i mean it's and it's the characters we want to see i mean i'm looking at han solo right now frozen in carbonite <laughs> looks rough and and i'm fearful for him <laughs> we know yeah. the outcomes and i'm fearful for him um well and i'm honestly i'm not a, I, I, I was about to say i'm not a huge comic fan i'm i like the comics i'm not a, a fan the way tim is um but these so my two favorites I'll, I'll put it this way are the vader ones and these then well this one is and i don't know if this would be considered part of the bounty hunters in general but this one stands out even better than those um this might be actually my favorite one so far uh well i don't know one some of the vader ones uh, that we've covered on Force War Comics. Um, and by yeah, the way, all this 10. is new to me. Before we started Force War Comics, I didn't read the comics. Well, I did, but it was like 1977. Yeah, and you pick <laughs> so, up a book if you, yeah. 
It's, I mean, literally, it had been since like 1977 or seven. Like, I got the original Star Wars New Hope comic series. Um, I didn't even get like Empire or Return of the Jedi. I'm talking about the yeah the New Hope series. But anyway, my point is, I really like this book. This is a fun book. Yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it and is. we open up before we actually get the title. This open yeah. up to to what it's going to be. This is going to be a series about. Honestly, it's, I think it's a series about the delivery of Han Solo to Jabba the Hutt, and I think a great deal of it is going to exist that way. Um, and we are gonna we are gonna live through this for what are we at May? We're gonna live through this for for ten months, ten months, five months, right? May to October. Um, yeah. It's gonna be awesome. So we start off, and and in this. For anybody unfamiliar with our, our podcast here, we are recapping for people who don't read. We celebrate the book so that we try to inspire you to read it. Speaking of which, if you want to read the comic books, of course they are available for digital download, but my recommendation is that you support your local comic book shop. You'll spend the same amount of money. You will get a code to still download the digital copy, but a portion of your purchase will go towards that small comic book store uh, that's in your locality instead of spending sending all the money to the to the big companies, um, so like I said, same price. They're three ninety nine here, three ninety nine there. Um, go to the comic book store. You get a copy of the book to read that way, and you also get the digital yeah. edition free. So there's a code in the book for you to read. So support your local comic book store. That's right. We love that. Um, but as you're as you're reading through this, so for anybody that wants to read it, go read it, and then come back and listen to us. For everybody else, if you're not going to read it, we're going to tell you what's going on. And what's going on is Jabba the Hutt um, is looking for. Han Solo and Boba Fett has him frozen in carbonite aboard Slave One, and that's where we start. Yeah. Um, and it, it does little things to clue you in that we're talking about old Star Wars. It shows you a glimpse of the um, of Slave One, and then it jumps to a, a nav screen. Yeah, showing them going from I think it's it's got to be Bespin. It's spelled yeah. like Bespin um, to Tatooine. Yeah, that can't be Bespin. B e s p i n. That's not an. Yeah, it is. Um, so it's Bespin to Tatooine. Yeah. If you and it's yeah. it's kind of cool. I've, and he's I've worked, halfway there. It looks like. Yeah, I've worked a little bit on the, uh, on the some language. of the Arabesh, and that's what the lettering is. You see here, and you can kind of once you get used to it, it's actually not that hard to read. Um, yeah. The letters are similar enough um, for English speakers, and I assume you're an English speaker if you're listening to us. You gotta really like our voices if you're not speaking English, you know. Like, it's like a foreign language to me. It's like a second language to me. That's right. Um, so that's what's happening. He's talking to Bib Fortuna, saying, "I'm coming. I'm coming. Han Solo is alive. He's fine. Jabba wants to torture him. I know. I get it. We'll be there. Um, I'm coming." And then all of a sudden, it starts to beep. Um, the carbonite block starts to beep, and we kind of get an uh oh type of uh, moment and we start to see some skin um yeah yeah we start to see some I hope solo that's skin what it is poking Otherwise out of the it's really uh, gross yeah poking out of the uh carbonite and it seems like something's going very wrong and then we get to our title screen um opening tells us what's going on very star wars to open the story and then give us the title and the credits that's this is the way I don't even feel bad because we celebrate the credits. Um, so then we get to visit somewhere we've been before. 
We go to the Smuggler's Moon. What's the Smuggler's Moon called? What? Narshada, right? That's the one. Narshada. Um, and we saw Narshada. And did we see that in... Did they go there in Rogue One? Is that the planet they went to? It might be. I was trying to remember where I knew it from, but I, of course I didn't look it up. I can't remember if it's a comic book or if it's... I thought it was Nar Shaddaa that they we've went to. We've definitely heard of Nar Shaddaa before. Yeah, and we definitely, we've been there in the comic books, I know for sure, but I, I can't remember which one, because there are a lot of them out there. I just turned around away from the camera. Hopefully you all heard. Uh, I could hear you. Good. I could also tell you turned around from the camera. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, camera. Well, I'm Googling it, so distract them, Tim. Good. Um, so Dex is there. No, it's not Dex, but he is a, uh, oh, what's Dex called? Well, uh, now you're going to do that. I know. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I told you this was a... I'm looking up Nar Shaddaa. I'm trying to remember everything today. This was a busy, busy work day for Tim, and he came home tired. Um, so I apologize. I'm glad it's, honestly, I'm glad it's this book Ooh, that I'm tired for, because I'm did so excited about this. Yeah. That... I'm able to still just keep talking about it, even though I'm as tired as I am. What it's do the, you know? It's a we we've been here many times. It's the uh, it's the moon of Nalhutta. Oh, okay. So yeah, and Nalhutta, of course, the home of the Huts. So yeah, we've been in Narshada bunches of times in the Clone Wars. I don't know about it in Rebels, but um, we've been there. I think that's where um, Zero met his fate. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. and I, I mean, and yeah, we yeah we've been there a bunch of the time. What's her name? The lady who kind of raised Boba Fett. Um, she spent a lot of time there. Or a what's that lady's name? Yeah, or a sing. Yep. Oh, See, I know okay. some stuff, even though I'm tired. Uh, just like I know that Dex is a basilisk, and I didn't look that up either, which I did. Um, he's a basilisk. Yeah. Obi Wan. Yeah, okay. cloners. Darn good you've ones. You've got a darn good ones. You've got a real problem here. Well, that's yep. the same uh, species that General Krell was. Yeah, okay. All right. One of the hey, most hey, evil hey. characters. Yeah. This is not This is not the time. I know. One of the most evil the characters in all of Star Wars. And I mean, like, evil. Like, Palpatine's evil, but Krell is maybe worse. Krell is worse. And if you don't know him, it's a story arc from the Clone Wars that is it's emotionally painful to watch. Krell is currently my favorite um, meme, and if you, let's put it this way, there was a TV show, I can do this, I can do this without giving away anything in case anybody hasn't watched the specific show, there's a TV show in which somebody who is supposed to be good does something very bad and, and in, a, in a wrong time takes a life. And there was a lot of arguing about that. Should this person have done it? It was a bad guy, but not a... What are you not, talking about? I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. In this TV show, the good guy yeah. takes the life of a bad guy and should not have done that. Um, the bad guy was, was actually... Well, he'd be very grumpy. He was running away, and he caught up to him and then took his life. And the good guy quickly became kind of a bad guy. Um, and someone that, uh, someone that I know posted a, not someone that I know, someone that I've, I've talked to posted a, a small video that said, I don't care. Nothing that you say can change my mind. There is no one in, 
There's no one who is bad enough that they were running away like that. And this good guy caught up to them and just killed them. He shouldn't have done that. There's no one that it's okay for. And then he flashed up a picture of Krell and then he said, I stand corrected. Uh, yeah, Krell anyway, deserved to be Krell. Krell's bad. Um, Boba Fett is standing here with this guy. And did we get his name? Um, we didn't get it right away. I don't know that we ever got um, it. Um, I don't think I don't know that we did either. Um, I was always looking for it, and maybe I just didn't notice it. No, they do say it at one point because wondering it's uh, Doc Raggin. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which this is, is a funny exchange, by the way. I loved this. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they go through an argument here about how they're gonna take care of this, and we find out right away that Bubba Fett doesn't have any credits. He doesn't no, have any he's money. poor. He broke. Um, he needs his jobs, which is interesting to be. I mean, and and they've said it that he's the most ruthless bounty hunter in the galaxy, and yet he's short on credits. Um, Empire makes things tough for everyone. So he's like, yeah, I guess you're out of luck, man. This guy's gonna go. There's nothing you can do. I don't know what to tell you. I need the money up front. Um, and he even says it. He goes, you and I go back. And he says, that's why I need the money up front. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that line so much. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to have to pay you later. You know me. Exactly. You're going to exactly. have to pay me now. Exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> said, or maybe you can pay me another way. Yeah. So this is, uh, is kind of like an episode of The Mandalorian, um, which he might be a Mandalorian for all we know, Boba yep. Fett. Um, meaning, I have a side quest for you. Yep, and the side quest involves him uh, taking out a, a fighter, like a pit fighter. Mm-hmm. And the pit fighter, it, it turns out that the pit fighter just just won a match, and this guy's mad about it, right? Is that what I read? He said she killed... Yeah, she, she killed a fighter that he had a lot of money invested in. Yeah, and that's it. Um, so as part of the fights, <laughs> it doesn't even seem like she did anything wrong i mean the fights are to the death and she won the fight to the death and you know that's the way that she kind of ran so we, yeah uh, well yeah he said i i found this to be a little bit flimsy because it's not that he uh he won't make any money on this it's just pure revenge for him she cost him a lot of money by killing a fighter he had a lot of money invested in right yeah yeah that's what i mean that was a little strange but you know now, it could be that, you know, somebody else is currently winning the championships and he had a champion and he'd like to get another champion, you know, who he is kind of the sponsor of and he's got to get her out of the picture first. Yeah, um, he does. You know, so that's a possibility because if Bubba Fett can Who's take running her this out. Fighter? What's. I, I don't know, but you can tell that to Kenja Club. Yeah, Kenja is yeah. running them. Is running this fighter, yeah. So yep. if you mess, so that's why uh, this guy doesn't want to openly defy them. He, he wants it to look like, ah, she just happened to die in a fight in the in the in the arena. Because if she's assassinated, it brings down the whole you know might of Kanja Club, and tell that to Kanja Club. Tell so Kanja it needs Club. to look like it was a fair fight, and it happened in the arena. Hey, Boba Fett, can you do this for me? And then we'll you know then I'll take care of Han for you. Yep. I like the story, by the way. I, oh, I love the story. Um, and so then we get him approaching the pits, and uh, 
he goes full uh, night monkey. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he, he does. That's a great. He goes European night monkey. They European don't have Spider Man. Monkey. Um, so if you watch Spider Man Far From Home, there's a you know Spider Man needs to kind of go incognito but still be Spider Man. So he does, but he just dresses in like this. Um, I don't know. It almost seems like a like a he's he's all in black. But when I say black ops, like a black ops undercover. All black. Like he doesn't quite look like he's in a Spider-Man outfit, except his face is covered. Um, and they call him Night Monkey. <laughs> is what he's called. Boba um, Fett does change up a little bit more than just the black. Now it is his costume in black. Yeah. But additionally, he kind of changes up his weapons. Yeah, he moves some stuff around, but he does it all in black. Um, he doesn't call himself Night Monkey. No, he does not. He no. calls himself a pretty sweet name. Yeah, he does. Um, and it actually makes you think about it for a little bit, too. Cause he That's says, why he also changed up his fighting style. Yeah, he said, my name is Django. Um, which is really kind of cool. And the reason I say it's cool is there's a bunch of people who are, you know, potentially around somewhere in the galaxy who are the same as Boba Fett, essentially, right? Boba Fett is a clone of Django, so is all these other people. But Boba Fett was raised as the child of Django Fett. Yeah, that's his dad. Um, so, you know, for the other clones, Django's not on their mind. Yeah, they, um, if, if they know him at all, it's as a teacher. Right. They likely they likely have little yeah. to no interaction with him where, um, you know, Boba Fett doesn't get over that, right? He lost his dad. Regardless yeah. of anything else, you know, yes, he was doing bad things. He was with bad people, all that stuff. But for him, he lost his dad. That's, you know, that was a big deal. So that's, he says Django. Um, so it's cool. Anywho, um, yeah, and fight. he fights with the two pistols the way Django used to, which we've never seen Boba Fett fight that way before. So yeah. this was pretty cool too. Yeah, and it it may have been uh, that may have been fully intentional to hide who he was. Oh, I, I think it definitely was. Yeah, yeah, I, I um, think that was part of his disguise was changing up his fighting style. And we saw this in the Vader books, but they had that uh, that little flashback scene. All the time. Um, so they call him the Besker Brawler. Yeah. Um, and he goes into this fighting pit. And he wants to fight this uh, this person. But she's like, well, that's the champion. So if you beat everyone else, you can go fight the champion. Sure. Have a good time. And he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. He beats them um, bad. And he beats them fast. Um, now yep. I will say this: the champion. Um, speaking of Spider-Man, the champion is this like uh, spider creature, right? But yeah. she's kind of kind of strange. She's got a humanoid body, but then like a full spider torso and legs and everything on her back. Yeah, she's almost like a, a natural Doctor Octopus. Like it's a, she's kind of a strange creature. Um, we we hadn't seen her before. We have not. I don't even know if they mentioned her species like her, at all. Her species, yeah. Um, but she's interesting. She's she's Shelob man, but yeah, yeah. She's like, like she's... Shelob from the video games, though, not like Shelob from the books. Right, and I don't even know <laughs> what that means. No, no, no. <laughs> I I don't even know what she would do if she weren't a pit fighter. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> she does seem pretty. She's... Yeah, pretty much designed to just kill other things. Yeah. Um, so, interesting 
interesting character. She is able to rip off his uh, his jetpack at one point. Like it's a it's a good little fight. Um, oh, she and, not only rips off his jetpack, she 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 impales him. Oh yeah, right to the shoulder. Yeah, well that's the next. Uh, you, you, and I'm sorry to back up one, but I'm like it. flipping through the pictures. Sure. And you, we mentioned how he takes the name Django. Do you remember though? Right before he says it. The comic, the the picture that they show, it's it's a flashback. It's him as a little boy holding his father's helmet, like the picture from Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I mentioned that. That's when they're. That's when oh, they're. Yeah, that's when they're. So it's not when he calls himself Django. It's when they're introducing him to the ring. That's correct. You're right. So then he immediately the, drives a spike through that thing's head. And, and I and I meant to bring that up too. I'm glad <laughs> you said that. As he as he's approaching the arena, the door is opening. And they're calling him. It's when he looks into the arena that he has the flashback to the Geonosis arena. That's what causes it. It's him looking at the arena that causes his Geonosis flashback. Yeah, that's. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, dang, that's that's good. Good catch. Yeah. Um, and uh, he uh, he makes it a habit of uh, basically, and they mention it. Uh, it's always headshots. Yep. Yeah, it says, uh, I'm starting to think Django just hates heads. <laughs> Three victories in a row for the Mando Maniac, as he literally is slashing a head off of a... Uh, oh, we know what those creatures are. It's the ones from the um, the band. Um, yes. Apparently, one of those he fought. Yep. The, see all the, kinds of creatures. There's a, there's a mune in there somewhere. Not um, he, fighting, but in the crowd. He fights uh, some uh, guy named Big Bot. Uh, he looks like a Muppet. He doesn't look scary at all. He just looks like a Muppet. It's a little bit of a sad story <laughs> to me. But it is cool seeing uh, Boba Fett in all black standing over the body. Yeah. Um, with this crazy rifle we've never seen before. Um, it does remind me when I was a young, young, young lad... Um, I used to collect this comic book series called The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. And they also had The Spectacular Spider-Man, and they also had just Spider-Man. And uh, a symbiote uh, creature came to Earth and became his costume. I when This, of course, became Venom. But these were the first uh, editions of Spider-Man that showed him in a black costume. Like, I was there for that. I was collecting those comics. Um, this kind of reminds me of that kind of excited, like, an old favorite with a new twist. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like I like Boba Fett in all black. Yep. Yeah, it's definitely cool. It gives a cool... Uh, it gives a... It, and the way they, they colored it, um, it's a real deep... Like a, a a deep, almost vacant black. Like it's just such a, I don't know. When Oop. I look at the pictures, I'm like, he looks distant. You know, <laughs> like it's, I don't know. I love it. I love it. It's absolutely great. Um, and then we have some uh, explosive antics. Well, she does. We we were talking about him and her impaling him. Um, which I found well, interesting. Well, we should probably because... point out. I, I thought this was interesting too, because what's motivating him is he needs credits to pay this guy, right? And she basically tells him every time you win a fight, you triple your money here. Like, well, okay. He doesn't even need credits. 
He no, he does. Credit. He needs he, her. He just needs to kill. He, he well, gets, yes and no. I, we don't know how much credits the guy would take to restore Han Solo. He said, or you can pay me another way. This was the right, other right, way. Right, right, Yeah. But what if he had won more than enough credits before he ever even fought her? Yeah. Because that, I find that interesting because right before the fight with her, they're like, oh, it's ten times the bounty. And we know Boba Fett needs money. And he's doing this because he needs money. But anyway, I just thought that was interesting. So he fights her. Um, her last name is Lichter. Yep. What's her first name? Worman? Wireman? Yeah. W-Y-R-M-E-N. Do you know what a Lichter is? A Lichter is a Latin word. It, it's, a, it's, an, it's a reference to ancient Rome. These were the personal bodyguards of the emperor. And before that, the consuls. So I don't know if they're doing a little a wink there, because uh, the Star Wars, you know, the Galactic Empire is modeled very much after the Roman Empire. Um, so even the dissolution of the Senate and all that stuff is very much like the Roman Empire. Um, so I thought that was kind of a cool nod as a historian. Like, yeah. her name is Lictor, and she is a <clears throat> weird-looking creature. She get killed. Did yep. I jump ahead too far? Yeah. He has the little birds, though, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah, he, and he pulls out all the stops when fighting this lady. Yeah. Like you said, she pulls off his backpack. There is one picture I'm very uncomfortable with of her shooting webs. That was a little weird. Yeah, it was. Um, the one that takes his backpack off. Yep. And she says... Can you fly now? Lots of and then Spider-Man noises. You got Thwip in here. He yeah. Then yeah. a Sculch when in an ung when he's actually impaled. He's impaled. Um, and yeah. he does. He gets impaled. I mean, this looks bad. I don't. Yeah. I mean, this is like right. I can't tell. If it's it's got to be his shoulder. It is. I'm looking at the picture right now, but I'm like even close up on it. Yeah, it's in, it's right through his right shoulder. Yeah, it just it looks a little centered, so it's just crazy looking. Yeah, yeah well, in the first the... picture, yeah, it's from the profile, so it looks like it just goes through his chest. Yeah. But then when you back up, like like when they show him on the ground, it's through his right shoulder. So then he sends his little missiles up, and he takes out the ceiling, and the ceiling comes down and crushes and splatches her. Is um, that what he does? I can't tell. Like, no, the the little missiles came out before. This genuinely did confuse me. Oh, he you know what it was? He presses something on his gauntlet and just simply explodes. No, you know what it is? What explodes? I think it's what his jetpack. Is that what it is? His jetpack is shown right behind her. Oh, you're right. That's exactly what I it is. I think he blows his jetpack. I didn't think I, about Or sets off that missile, probably. Something. Yeah, because the missile's pointed right down at the ground where oh, she's sitting. Oh, the missile. Good call. Yeah, right where she is, that's where the missile's pointing, and he presses the button. This is the kind of and quality analysis that you can only get from Four <laughs> Comics from ours. We're so literally we're just you. reading the comic with you. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the next scene is there's a giant kaboosh. Yeah. Well, it says Cthum. And, and then I love it, splitch. And she's like, it, it's just like, if you've ever crushed a giant bug, it's disgusting, and that's what they show. And that's what happens. So here's the point where it gets, this is, this is similar to what you brought up before, um, but opposite of what you brought up before. So now he walks up and he says, I won, give me my credits. Yeah. And, and Kendra like, Club shows up and says, hey. That to, yeah. He goes up to the bookie and says, give me my credits. And she says, tell that to Kendra Club. That would have been a good place for her to say that. It um, really would have. 
and he's but Candy Club says it. We'll keep your credits safe for you when you're done fighting, and earning us our money back. Yeah. He's like, I'm not fighting anymore. I did what I came here to do. I'm just gonna take my credits and go. They said, No, you owe us a lot of money for the fighter you killed, which apparently is a big deal on wherever they're at. <laughs> like, Narsha. Well, that's why that's that's why he's doing this in the first place for Doc Roga, Ranga. Roga. Yeah, you're right. So. But Boba Fett, they, they want not, the same thing Doc Rogan wanted. Yeah, but he's yeah. not there for uh, he's not there for credits. He, no, he's not he's, there. He for was that. there to kill her, and he did. And he's like, fine, he, keep he's it. He's trying to stabilize Han Solo. Yeah, so he took care of it. Said, keep the money. I'm out of here, and he left. The the guy says you can earn all that back um, for us in one fight. Then if you win, you're good to go. Unless you'd rather just walk away. And Boba Fett says, keep it. <laughs> so crazy. he goes back. Because he could have but, had credits now, which would help him, you know, whatever. I mean, he's looking for a big payday from Jabba, and he'll be he, Yeah, he just, he just, he needs Han Solo is what he needs, because yeah. he needs to get to Jabba. Because even, let's put it, let's, let's face it, if, it's not just getting credits from Jabba. If he were to, to default on this relationship with Jabba, there'd be a lot more trouble than just not getting paid. Because Jabba, it's very clear that Jabba's anxious to get this package, and Boba Fett has promised to deliver it. Yep. But meanwhile, back with the dock, before Boba Fett can get there... Doc's got his hands up. We don't really all know four who's of them. there. Um, but somebody's no. there, and yeah, they some bad guys are there. not interested in talking to him. Yeah, he says, I'm a businessman. I'm sure we can work something. Boosh! Yep. And they they, they they blow him away. And meanwhile, I don't know if he stabilized Han Solo or not. It, yes, he we just, did. It looks like he did, yeah. yeah. So it says, load it up. And they take off with Han Solo. And Boba Fett comes back and finds a dead, uh, a dead you know, whatever that species is. Basilisk. Basilisk. And he gets a phone call. And it's the mighty Jabba wants well, to know where bib. his prize is. It's the mighty well, bib. He says, you don't, bib. you don't want to disappoint Jabba. And he said, I'm not going to disappoint him. Just tell him it's going to be a minute. Yeah, it's going to be a minute. It's going to be a minute. And, and so begins. Yeah, what begins? It says, and so begins the war of the, the bounty, bounty hunters. hunters. So at this point, and we kind of saw that, I think people are, I think we saw in, in some of the earlier Bounty uh, bounty Hunter books that they know, or it's been hinted that Boba Fett has Han Solo, and now the other Bounty Hunters know it, and whoever can bring in this prize, um, you know, because the Huts are still in business through the Empire, um, seems like they're, they're still thriving as crime lords out there, probably, and I'm just taking a chat in the dark here, probably working somewhat with the Empire, so the Empire doesn't have to spend a lot of time in the Outer Rim. Um, but that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so, big deal. Whoever can deliver Han Solo to Java gets the payday and gets the, uh, gets the cred. And that's what we're going to find out. Um, you know, and once again, we've got one, two, three, four... All, all four of the big books, um, Star Wars, Bounty Hunters, Darth Vader, and Dr. Aphra, this month will all be preview books, or prelude books to the War of the Bounty Hunters, and starting in June, the actual series starts. 
Um, so five issues in June, six issues, six issues in July, six issues in August, six issues in September, six issues in October. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. And once a month, we'll also talk about um, uh, the High Republic books. So speaking of which, uh, next week, next week we have High Republic book number five. Check my notes there. Yeah, we're on High Republic book number five. And Star Comic Wars, book number five, comic right? Comic book number five. When and, does the that third novel come out? Do you know? Uh, June, I want to say 22nd. So it's, in, it's definitely in June. Okay. Yeah. Um, we'll probably have to do a... The comic books can't get ahead of the novels, can they, I wonder? Interesting. Yeah, they can. I mean, they can do whatever, you know, whatever. They're all yeah. working together. Um, it depends on how the novels are, are spaced. They could have them spaced just enough to be able to do that. So, but we'll get through all that. The uh, We'll probably have to have a special episode or two of our certain point of view to talk about that book. Heck yeah. Uh, well, I guess we can probably tie it in with our our Bad Batch reviews if we need to for, for two weeks. Just put it at the end of the episode. I don't know, whatever. We'll figure it out. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, for the next couple of months, we're talking Bad Batch, we're talking War of the Bounty Hunters, and we are going to find some other cool, fun Star Wars stuff to talk about because we love it. We're here for you and a little bit for us because we like to talk about it. And uh, thanks for joining us. If you like what you hear... Wherever you're listening to this, give us a subscribe, give us a like, give us a follow. you're still listening at this point, follow. you probably do. I hope so. Um, uh, and reach out. If you have any suggestions, you have any comments, anything you want to talk about, uh, reach out. We are. We can be found, you can email us, ourcertainview at gmail.com. You can go to our Facebook page, which is Our Certain Point of View for Positive Star Wars. Um, or you can reach us on Twitter at Our Certain View. And... Uh, we we are we are reachable. Oh, you can go to the link on this podcast uh, oh, yeah, at Anchor, and you too. can leave us a voice message. And yeah. sometimes we you do bring have those to voice set up messages an into account. the shows. Yeah, yeah. So there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Uh, in case you've forgotten, I'm Tim. I'm Jim, and sometimes I do forget. That's right. Thank you for listening to Four Store Comics from our. Certain point of view. view. Yeah. Have a great night. May the force be with you. And also with you.